comfort zone and gets me to try new things and have new experiences, even when they might not seem like my typical things that I love to do mm-hmm. or that I would typically do. Um, but now I do have a new understanding and appreciation for how regret is a really powerful thing. And yeah, I, I would have, I did not have that perspective a year ago. And not even six months ago, just since you introduced me to this book and this idea. Isn't this cool? Yeah. That is so cool. I can't believe I forgot to put that down on my list. That is one of the things that I've also changed my mind about as well. (laughs) Wow. But um, yeah, so true. Like one of those things that almost feels like not factual, but a, a, a common truth, like live with no regrets when okay you're introduced to this other idea of how regret is actually super useful how it can help you move forward hey friends it's nicole and kate your girls from across the globe sydney australia and puerto rico to be exact and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you i'm kate and i'm nicole and welcome back to another candid conversation with us Each week, we bring you a new conversation about a topic that we can relate to. We share our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you'll realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. Hello, Kate. Hey, Nicole. Aw, I'm always excited to be on the mic with you. Me too. And very soon, we're going to In be- person. No, no hard stop. No, no hard, hard stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> that Nicole is going to be our theme. Yeah, Go. our theme. Nicole made it our theme for Japan because when we were going back and forth on WhatsApp, I said, this is going to be so great. We're going to be able to have conversations. We're not going to have a hard stop. <laughs> By hard stop, we mean a hard stop at the top of the hour, whatever time yeah. we've scheduled our event on the calendar for. And right. yeah, but we could just, <laughs> we'll just be talking into the night, into the, you know, however long. I was going to say, we're just probably not going to sleep. We'll just talk the whole time. <laughs> Go out and see Tokyo? Nah, we've got things to talk about. I can't wait. We'll, def- oh, we'll, we'll definitely go out and see Tokyo. Yeah, and we'll, we'll share with our friends too, our little escapades. Oh, yes. We'll be sharing all the things. Actually, this episode is going to go live. You'll already be in Japan when this episode goes live. And I will be packing my bags. Very exciting. So exciting. Oh, Okay. All right. Now for Let's today's topic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So today's topic is more of a prompt or a question kind of that I think is such a powerful one. And it came to me a few weeks back, like right around the new year, a girlfriend asked me, uh, and I was so intrigued when she asked me this question. I was so excited to take time to really think about it and dive into it. And I was so curious what I would come up with. Um, so what she asked me is what's one thing that you've changed your mind about in the past year and why? And I thought, oh gosh, that would be a really great thinker. And 
I posed it to you, Nicole, as a question for both of us to think about. And well, I know we're not going to be like super hard and steadfast about just one thing and having it have to be in the past year. (laughs) Um, I'm excited to maybe share a couple of things that we've changed our mind about over the years and maybe inspire our friends to ask themselves this question too. Because I found that, I don't know if the same happened for you, but I found that even in just thinking about this and brainstorming it, like it really showed me a lot of personal growth, which I think is a really good confidence builder. I felt really empowered by recognizing that I've ditched some of my old habits, bad habits. Um, I've started some really new, Mm -hmm. yeah, beliefs. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, I'm excited to dive into this. Yeah, that's where you realize that it is actually a prompt or question that does require some heavy thinking, heavy lifting, however you want to put it, because what you just said, you realized you have personal growth, which means like that's hard to, you know, it's hard to have that experience without doing a bit of work, doing some hard Mm. work. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of times we make these shifts and maybe our beliefs change in a conversation that we have with a friend, but then, you know, we just kind of continue on with our daily life and Mm. it just becomes a new belief or a new thing that we do and uh, something that we carry on with without really ever recognizing like that moment in time. So, yeah. 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 I appreciate that we're having this conversation. I first, for me, this prompt first came my way when I read Mark Manson's book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Mm, I have not read that book yet. I've heard of it's come up in so many different conversations. I really need to get it. It's a great book. And in that book, he says that we are wrong about everything, about ourselves, others, society, the world, everything. And I mean, to be fair, he's the first to admit that he's wrong about everything too. So when, like when this, when you put this question up for, you know, a possible uh, conversation, I actually went back to that chapter or there was an excerpt um, from the book. Um, And I kind of went back to think like, how did I first feel when I read that? You know, you're wrong about everything. You're going to change your mind about everything at some point. I was like, wow, what do you mean? Like, there, is, there are things that are, I know for a fact are true. You know, I'm certain about things. And then, I mean, I don't know how you went to do this exercise, but for me, I went all the way back to like when I was a kid. Um, and I remember the tooth fairy was real. Mm. I was sure there was the tooth yeah. fairy. I, I remember when I used to fight with my brother, I thought, we're never, ever going to be friends. Like, there's no way I can be friends with my brother. So just like even those two little examples of just, okay, all right, you're a kid, you know, you haven't, you haven't figured some things out. Um, but then I took it to like, I'll give you one more example. Um, when I moved away from Australia when I was 23, I thought at that time, I thought Sydney was like the most boring city on earth. I'm never going to come back and live here ever again. You know, 12 years later here you, you are know, seven <laughs> yeah here i am and i was like okay mr manson i i see what you're saying like i was i held on to certain that belief and thought mm. it was true and then i completely changed my mind about it years later and so then does that mean because i would have had the same exact 
response as you to him saying that you're wrong about everything, I would have been like, I am not (laughs) and get all defensive about it. Um, But to your point, okay, so your mind has changed and different beliefs come up or maybe you find beliefs and you're like, oh, I only believe that because of X, Y, and Z. And I actually don't believe that. So now I believe something different. So does that just continuously keep happening? Yeah, that's his, that's what his point is, is that the fact that it keeps happening is how you get personal growth. It's how mm, you grow. Yeah. Okay. It's through okay. the process of recognizing that, all right, I believe this thing right now. This is how I feel about this. This is what I think about this. Accept, ac- accepting the fact that I could be wrong and I am wrong. I'm most likely wrong. It's a, it's a big idea, right? It's a big idea. Yeah. I think, you know, like, I think maybe through more examples, like, we can kind of see how this plays out. But it is a big idea. But it actually kind of just relieves you of just this burden of, like, I have to have everything figured out. Mm. Or this is the answer to everything right now. I'm probably going to change my mind about it later on. So just go with I don't want to say go with the flow because I don't think that's the answer to it but just be prepared to be wrong and and yeah. to not you know and to change your mind about whatever it is that you hold on to yeah not even necessarily be wrong but yeah to to be open to change yeah exactly or that like as you you know it's kind of chicken or egg too because you get the personal growth from the change but then is the change first or is the personal growth first? Maybe change comes because of personal growth and vice Mm. versa. You know, it could be both ways, but yeah, it's just really interesting to think about. And actually one of the things that I wrote down that came up for me when I was thinking about something that I've changed my mind on is that we can cancel certain beliefs and rewrite different truths. Oh, so that's like all kind of in the vein of what, we're saying right now is like, I don't know, I guess if somebody would have asked me like 10 years ago, what is a belief to you? I would have said it's like, it's something that you believe that doesn't change. That's a belief. Mm. But now I understand that a lot of our beliefs are beliefs because somebody else told us that they were true and that we've like learned them. Yeah but not necessarily because of our own experiences or our own thoughts or our own just like coming up with the thing. It's just because, oh, well, my mom told me that if I put my tooth under the pillow that I'm going to find money or whatever under there the next morning. Like that's a belief that my mom taught me. It's not like I didn't make up the tooth fairy. It's not my own belief. It was like a learned belief. And yeah, I feel like over the past couple of years, something that's changed for me is understanding that a belief is something that you can kind of dig up figure out where it came from and then realize that that's not actually a belief of yours. Yeah. Or like an arbitrary truth. And here's a, here's like a really simple example, right? Growing up in Australia, the weekend, right? Means Saturday, Sunday to me, right? Mm -hmm. To all of us. When I moved to the UAE in uh, 2006, the weekend was actually Friday, Saturday. That's their weekend. No kidding. Mm. Fun fact. What do they do? What's Sunday? It's a work day. I would I would go and teach on Sunday. Oh, how interesting. <laughs> right? And, and, and like fun fact, I know that the UAE has now changed their weekend, but just going back to your idea of like someone tells you this is a truth, this is a, this is a thing, this is a fact, 
it can, you know, it can yeah. change. <laughs> it can prove not necessarily to be wrong in this case, but it can change. So, like, I just, I know I went back and I just thought of so many examples. Here's a crazy one, too. When I left Japan, I know I've talked about my time in Japan and leaving and, mm-hmm. you know, the anxiety at the end and all of that. I was so fed up with Japan by the end of my stay there. I thought I would never go back at that time, right? I was probably like 25, 26 at the time. I was wrong. I went back in 2020, had a blast and (laughs) going back again. (laughs) And so excited. That was a belief. I know. Mm -hmm. I've totally felt that about places that I've lived to where in the moment I'm like, I am so fed up with this. I would never live here again. (laughs) I felt that way when I was in college in San Francisco. I was like, I can't deal with the clouds and the rain for one more day. And now I'm like, I would love to live in San Francisco. Uh, Not that I like actually want to move to San Francisco, but yeah, it's just constantly changing for sure. Um, so another thing that came up when I was thinking about this that, that I know we've talked about on the podcast, but something I've definitely changed my mind about is like definitely wanting to start a family. Like that has not always been a thing for me. And that's kind of a biggie, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. And th- so that kind of like makes me think about what I was saying is like, does the does change lead to growth or does growth lead to change? Because obviously something happened along the way where I changed my mind about that. Was it personal growth? Was it a combination of experiences? Was it influence? Was it maybe all of those things? Probably all of those things. But the I, the more you come back to this question, like I don't, I don't have an answer, but the more I think it's, it's the change, the process of change that leads to mm. that growth. That's where I'm kind of sitting there with that right now. Mm-hmm. Another relatable, I mean, this is a bit of a heavy one, but and I think so many people who have been in this situation when they get married and get divorced, when you get married, you think you're going to be f- together forever. Yeah. And that's another thing that that can change. It did in my case. Yeah, <laughs> right? not super realistic for mm-hmm. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. So there's something to this idea. And I, I just think it's interesting to like, so you you actually sat down. Um, I saw in your notes, you actually time boxed a set amount of time to write. I'm going to make a list now of all the things because it's not immediately obvious. Like, oh, what have I changed my mind about? You yeah. Have to really think about it. Right. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking. Like, this seems like something I need to revisit multiple times because certainly or surely I can't just sit down and think about everything I've ever changed my mind about, which I I wasn't trying to do that when I very first started. Again, it was prompted by the question that my girlfriend asked me is what's one thing you've changed your mind about in the last year, Um, which I found a really helpful place to start um, because it does kind of give you a time frame. It gives you, you know, a little more precise box to work in, I guess. (laughs) And so, yes, I put another box around it and I gave myself time blocks and I sat down and I, you know, wrote a bunch of things that I could think of over the past year. And then that's when I kind of started thinking, well, hmm, okay, I want to do the one thing in the last year, but I'm also kind of curious now, like, what are some things that I've changed my mind about, like over the past five years or 10 years? Or, you know, I think that there's so much more to be uncovered when you when you continue to let yourself 
brainstorm this and like really think about it. This also makes me think about um, when I'm very passionate about something um, and when I'm, you know, hell bent on doing something like a habit. And I'll give you an example. Um, I was really into tracking sleep, steps, uh, macros, all of that stuff. Like I was into tracking all of this data on myself last year. Um, and one of the ways is, you know, wearing um, my Apple Watch. And then it just, I started to get really annoyed with the weight of the watch, with the notifications, Mm. this idea of tracking. I started to think like, I don't want to do this anymore. Why am I doing this? Do I have to do this? No, I don't have to do this. I choose to do this. And while like a year ago, you would have had me thinking, this is so interesting. This is giving me so much information and it's so helpful. And I really believe that everybody should track their their sleep, their steps, all of that. And now I'm like, mm, no, I don't think you have to do that at all. Yeah. Stop doing it. <laughs> right. And it's like another. So I was so passionate about it. And I don't think this this is now this is going, you know, indicating, oh, we're, we're wishy-washy people. I think, okay, what did I learn from that experience or what did that experience give me? It actually gave me a lot. Like I do feel I am very much in tune with realizing when I've had good sleep, not good sleep or feeling lethargic. Maybe I do need to go out for a walk. I haven't walked enough. So I have that now kind of more naturally, like I intuit all of that stuff about myself a little bit more Mm -hmm. organically without having some device tell me. Um, So it's not that I've, you know, completely thrown that out as not being valuable, but I don't feel like I have to do that anymore. It's not something I believe I have to do. That makes sense. I feel like, so, yeah, definitely. Because I feel like some things are like in our lives for a certain period of time to teach us certain lessons or to inspire us to get on a certain track or whatever it might be. And you don't always need those things ongoing. Like maybe it, spar- it sparked that for you. Maybe, you know, it could have inspired you to start being more attuned to, and I'm just using your example. I'm not saying this to be true, but maybe it did help you get more in tune with your sleep and all that stuff because you were tracking it. And then when you felt like you were just organically in tune with it, like you don't need the watch anymore. And that's great. I I, I feel that way. Uh, Actually, one of my things also was just about taking care of your health and being proactive. And I think that for me, because I used to wear a Fitbit, watch all the time and I would track my steps and it served a very important purpose because uh, I'm sure the Apple watch does this too, but the Fitbit, like if I hadn't moved in a while, it would like buzz and be like, Mm -hmm. go out for a walk or like, (laughs) you know, get up. You've been sitting for a long time. (laughs) Um, And it totally helped me become more aware of when I was having these super long stints at my Mm -hmm. desk and not like really getting up and and moving much. And I'm so much better now about it because of that. But I haven't worn the Fitbit for years now. I got, you know, I like you, I got sick of it. I'm like, I have to charge this thing all the time. And it's always, (laughs) you know, like, whatever, I don't need you anymore. I now I know when I need to go for a walk. (laughs) Yeah, I was obsessed with the 10,000 steps. And Mm. then I realized, okay, 10,000 steps is the equivalent at whatever pace I'm walking. I know when I walk slower, when I walk faster, about an hour. So I know that if I don't walk for an hour, I haven't done my 10,000 steps. Yeah. Done. (laughs) 
again, like, you know, a piece of information that you know because of the thing, and yeah. now you're good. Don't need you anymore. <laughs> I've changed now. I'm not reliant on my watch telling me how many steps. I mean, that's yeah. a very simple example. Um, what else? What else have you changed your mind about this year? Ooh, so, okay, one of the things that came up for me when I was focused on, like, just the one thing that I've changed my mind about in the past year is inspired by you. So thank you so much. Um, it's about regret. And I know that we're going to be yes. doing an episode on this, but thanks to you introducing me to Daniel Pink's book, The Power of Regret, um, which I'm now maybe like 20% of the way through and I'm, I'm loving it so far. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I just have a whole new perspective on regret and like... I'm totally, I don't actually have a tattoo, but I would totally be the person that would have a tattoo of no, <laughs> no regrets, regrets on my tattoo. <laughs> because I, I mean, I think that a lot and I, I do really dig that whole vibe of like, no, I'm not going to have any regrets. Like I'm living yeah. my life to the fullest. And to be honest, like that mentality has pushed me outside of my comfort zone a lot. So mm. I, I am kind of like in this process of still figuring out like how that idea fits into my life and that I'm, I'm working on not being so black and white with things. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, Maybe there is a way that this whole idea of not having regrets pushes me out of my comfort zone and gets me to try new things and have new experiences, even when they might not seem like my typical things that I love to do mm -hmm. or that I would typically do. Um, but now I do have a new understanding and appreciation for how regret is a really powerful thing. And yeah, I, I would have, I did not have that perspective a year ago and not even six months ago, just since you introduced me to this book and this idea. Isn't this cool? Yeah. That is so cool. I can't believe I forgot to put that down on my list. That is one of the things that I've also changed my mind about as well. <laughs> wow. Changed my mind. But um, yeah, so true. Like one of those things that almost feels like not factual, but a, a, a common truth, like live with no regrets when, okay, you're introduced to this other idea of how regret is actually super useful, how it can help you move forward. It can help you make better decisions. All of that. Not so true anymore. <laughs> not so true. Yeah. So actually, uh, quick like aside for our friends we are going to be doing an episode coming up um we'll do a book discussion on the power of regret which is uh, again i'm really loving this book so far so if anyone hasn't checked it out yet hasn't heard of it um definitely recommend checking it out and look out for our episode on it i'm glad you picked it up yeah i'm excited to talk about it when you finish it um, so when I went and did this list, I thought, okay, what's my one big thing that I've changed my mind on? Mm -hmm. And it's a bit of a heavyweight one. I've changed my mind about how I perceive people with radically different views from my own. Mm. So I'll just clarify that a little bit. So, you know, like we always say it's good to disagree. It's okay. to dis We have to disagree, mm -hmm. right? That's the whole thing, right? We're all on board with that. But then there were like some things that were a non-negotiable, right? Yeah. If I think about some of the conversations we've even had, you know, some topics we feel like, well, no, that's a non-negotiable, you know, 
But then I went to this talk last year. I might have mentioned it to you. It was called... I went to this festival of dangerous ideas. That's what it was. It was the oh, festival yeah. of dangerous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And I went to a talk called Contempt is Corroding Democracy. Now, it wasn't like political democracy. It was more, it brought up all these other ideas. Uh, it was a very philosophical discussion. You know, there's sometimes when you're listening to a talk and you're like, I understand the words, but I don't <laughs> understand the entire sentence. Yes. <laughs> the entire paragraph. It was yeah, it was one of those, like, very philosophical, very in-depth. It was real. Well, it was actually quite life-changing in a way because it got me to change my mind um, about what it means when people will shut a side down and they're not willing to listen or entertain what someone who has a completely opposing view to you, if those people you know, that viewpoint, if you shut that side down, if you're not willing to, oh, I don't have the energy to discuss this because this person's never going to understand where I'm coming from. They're coming from a completely different perspective. You then enter contempt. Mm. And I thought, okay, contempt. Yeah, I know what that word means. But through this talk, I realized, oh, wow, contempt is actually really a very negative Emotion. It's a very dangerous place to, um, you know, enter. Yeah. And I actually took out when I came when, after that talk, I came home because I've got Brene Brown's book, The um, Atlas of the Heart, where she mm-hmm. maps out all these different human emotions. And I actually went to look up. Did she talk about contempt in this book? And because I wanted to kind of, dis- you know, learn a little bit more about it and, you know, why it's so bad is because once you have this contempt for, you know, a person with with a, an opposing viewpoint, it's like you stop talking to each other. And she gave there's an example in there where one in six Americans have stopped talking to a family member or close friend because of the 2016 election. I totally believe it. Right? Yeah. And I think I've been guilty of, I, I think I've even said it before. It's like, oh, yeah, unfollow that person because they're mm-hmm. from that side. I'm not. Go-. And I was like, wow, I did not realize, like, I mean, this is pretty heavy stuff. But I was so glad that I introduced to this idea because I realized, okay, it's, it's not that we need to disagree less, but we need to learn to disagree better without contempt and cruelty. Which is yeah. really, yeah, and it, it and it can be really frustrating too because I I think that like that recognition and and you admitting like okay maybe I didn't do that so well before so I'm gonna work mm-hmm. on that but then when you come into conversation with somebody who obviously does not acknowledge that and is not willing to work on that then it makes it really hard because to what what you just said it can't be one-sided like it has to be a two-way thing and i mean i feel like america is a pretty perfect example of that in Mm -hmm. in so many different ways and honestly like the world as a whole too i mean i think about vaccinations like what's happened over the past couple years with vaccinations and a lot of people are in like very strong disagreement about the two sides of that and mm-hmm. yeah like how how do you get to a place where enough people are willing to disagree better so mm-hmm. that we can all 
benefit that from was, that. Right. Well, that was the whole thing. It's like, yeah, you think about all these very divisive topics, right? Oh, the world is so divided, so, you know, divided on, on vaccinations, on abortion rights, all these things, mm-hmm. right? What was eye-opening about this talk is that if you recognize like it's different to be like there's it's different to be angry um there's all you know there's these other negative emotions that can at least lead to acknowledging the other side so even if you're let's say like you're angry with someone you still perceive that there's a chance that you'll be able to explain yourself you'll be able to see eye to eye um that there's still some sort of traction but recognizing where there's contempt which is this complete dismissal of the other person like this person is not worthy or this side is not worthy of my time my energy it's basically saying they're incapable of change and that's very Mm. different to if you feel angry and you can have a bit more of a productive discussion or you can you know whatever the conversation can still can still at least come out of that whereas contempt is so corrosive that people just don't even want to talk to each other yeah and that was like that was a really mind-blowing thing for me Mm -hmm. that is heavy Mm. but i feel like that's a great discovery i mean what a great thing to change your mind about Uh, i only wish that more people could change their mind about it. <laughs> Friends, if you're listening, yeah. this is something you can change your mind about. Well, and I feel like for us, this has kind of always been an underlying thing of the podcast is like we talk about the fact that it's okay to disagree and that having conversations opens up new perspectives and that, you know, again, I, I like the term disagree better because it doesn't mm-hmm. mean that you can't disagree with someone. It just means that like you can believe one thing and they can believe another thing and it, and you don't have to not talk because of it <laughs> or yeah. you don't have to like not be friends because of it or, you know, in this case, hold contempt right. over it. Big one. You ready for me to lighten the, lighten the mood a little bit? <laughs> Do it. I think, um, I think everyone's waiting for <laughs> a little bit of a lighter. <laughs> okay. Lighter this job. is actually one of the last ones that I wrote down to share today and it's about taking vitamins. Oh, I'm very interested in this. Tell me more. I mean, I will say I don't, I always have this vision of vitamins getting lodged in my throat. I have a really big issue with vitamins, especially big ones. And I feel like all the important ones are big, like fish oil. Vitamins are huge. Yeah, the B vitamins. (laughs) And like thinking about drinking and it's so smelly. And then I end up burping it up. Even the burpless ones, they don't work. (laughs) And then I'm like drinking however much water to try and get these vitamins down and I'm supposed to be taking it with a meal and I don't really like drinking during meals and it's just a whole thing and so I've you know continued to kind of tell myself this story that like that's okay I don't need to take them (laughs) but I have you know saddled up and put on my big girl panties and I now take my vitamins twice a day with my breakfast and with my dinner. <laughs> oh, and I thought just you were going to go the other way. I thought you were oh, going to say, no. I don't need to take my vitamins anymore. No, no, no. I've changed my mind and been like, I really do need to take my vitamins. <laughs> this is important. And I need to find a way to get over this. And so actually what I did is now I have... Um, 
I take a, a supplement. It's called Daily Nutritional Support. And it's a powder that has a ton of vitamins and minerals and like all this good stuff in it. Mm -hmm. So that kind of fulfills like a lot of what I used to take in vitamin form, like B, vitamin B and like all this other stuff. So now I'm able to just like focus on three vitamins that I take every single day instead of like 12. I feel like I was taking so many, like trying to take so many vitamins at one point and that was like really turning me off to it. Um, But yeah, I finally got over it and I now picture that the vitamin is not getting lodged in my throat (laughs) and making it a hat. I mean, it all goes back to habits. I just feel like I will always obsess about this topic. Once I just started doing it, now I don't even think about it. Now I just do it. It's such a good feeling. I've gone the other way with vitamins. Oh, goodness. Really? Yeah. I'm going to disagree Why? better with you. Yeah, yeah. Why? I want to hear your side. Like now, I'm excited to hear. I was I was always big on vitamins, um, and there were times in my life where there were certain I don't know if is iron uh, a vitamin. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. I need yeah, and I was deficient on iron, and so taking taking iron supplements was critical um but you know i will i was always a big believer that i needed all my other vitamins and and all of that c's b's um but now i'm a believer that as long as you get you know good nutrition and a good variety mm. um of foods and all of that that you'll get your vitamins through through food and all of that as long as you know but there's other things that come with that like food has to be fresh and, and all of that um, but yeah, I think I saw a documentary once where it actually showed, well, the, they were um, revealing how much you actually need of each vitamin and how much, you know, mm. one item of fruit can give you actually a surplus of that vitamin. Yeah. So, okay. But then having said that, I've also, because I used to take my vitamins very regularly, I can't remember because like why I stopped. It wasn't like a conscious decision. I think I got lazy um, and stopped taking them, and I didn't really feel different. So oh. and it, 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 it's funny that you bring this up because just the other day, Omar was popping his vitamins, and I said oh, I stopped taking those, and I and I thought, well, and I feel the same. So was it a placebo or was it? Like, yeah, so I've, got, I've gone the other way. I don't want to now discourage you now that you you know you're being very good. No, you won't. I'm very steadfast in this. Okay. I'm taking them, <laughs> and I'm going to let you do you. <laughs> no, that that that's a good one. Okay, we are disagreeing better on vitamins. <laughs> oh, there were so many other ones, but you know, um, I feel like we've shared a lot of, well, I think they're really good. I think, again, like going back to the beginning of our chat, I think this is such an interesting question or prompt to ask yourself. And um, again, hopefully, friends, you tuning in feel like maybe you'll set aside some time to think about this for yourself. And I think that question of or that idea of I'm probably wrong, I really have grown very comfortable with that idea. I don't see it as a as a negative or as a something I should feel deflated about or or make or force me to second guess everything. I just like now accept it as part of like great. This is what I believe right now. I love the fact that I could be wrong and that's actually going to lead to change, 
to personal growth. Yeah. Only good things. Awesome perspective, Nicole. (laughs) All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on things we've changed our mind about, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And friends, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. If you have a friend in mind who might also enjoy our chats, share the podcast with them too. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.